Welcome to the Achievable FINRA podcast. I'm Tyler, founder of Achievable. We have affordable FINRA courses for each of the following exams, the FINRA SIE, the Series 6, 7, 63, 65, and 66, and we have industry best pass rates on all the above. Each Achievable course includes everything you need to pass the first time, full textbook, videos on key topics, thousands of questions backed by a memory-enhancing algorithm, and full-length practice exams. You can try it out for free at achievable.me. For any of our courses, you can do a free trial. And if you like it, the code podcast gets you 10% off at checkout. Now let's get started today again with Ken Finnan. Thanks for How being on the show, Ken. Thank you. I love being and, on here. Yeah, and do you mind one last time doing uh, <laughs> doing your sure. intro here? I change it up every time. So I started uh, at a hedge fund in the late 80s, and then I went on to the stock exchange. Worked there for like 20 years. And during that time, I was helping people out. People who had, were told they had to take the licensing exam right around 2006. Mm-hmm. So I started helping them out and it just kind of blew up. And I got, yeah. this is the same line I tell everyone. There's nothing on this exam. I haven't sold, traded, or fired someone for violating. So I should know this <laughs> stuff pretty well. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. No, we're really glad to have you on the show again. And uh, today, the topic at hand here is variable insurance policies. So we're going kind of in the Series 6, 65, and 66 direction. Uh, why don't you kick us off? Sounds good. Okay. So we know we need insurance, right? So everyone, you're always going to get a call from a friend of yours who started working as an insurance person, and they want you to buy insurance. So let's go through an, a high-level view of all of the insurances. Well, the variable insurance is the, is the security one, but you have to understand the other ones a little bit to get there. So there's two types of insurance. There's term, and then there's permanent. Term insurance is like renting insurance. You buy it for a specific number of years, and then what happens is when it ends, it ends. It's like renting insurance. When you move into an apartment, you rent it for like a one, two, three, ten-year term, but once you leave, you leave with nothing. Okay? <sighs> so that's what happens. You're gone. You have nothing going on. and It's kind of like the in-case-something-bad-happens insurance. Yes, exactly. It's what they call pure insurance. It's actually That's actually insurance. The other ones <laughs> are sort of investing. So like I have, and the issue with it is, is that if you want to re-up it after five years, you're older now. So they're going to charge you more per month. You're paying every month for this insurance. You're building no cash value, no nothing. So you're right. building it up. And then at the end of the five, 10 years, you have to re-up it. So I always joke, I have, I bought this, what they call term 80, which means every year I have a one-year policy until I'm 80. I'm guaranteed. So, but every year it goes up a little bit because I'm older. But right. if I die, if I die before I'm 80, my family gets money. If I die after I'm 80, they get nothing. So hmm. I'm going to tell you right now, if I die around 79 and a half, please call the cops. I was probably killed. Okay? Because <laughs> they, they, they're looking at the money go, wait, we can get millions if he dies now versus another year? Screw that. I'll, I'll have a, I'll have to buy a, or, uh, hire a taste tester for all my food. Okay. So, um, <laughs> so that's term is literally you're buying it for a specific period. But the reason you buy term is because it's cheap. It's a lot cheaper. I mean, like if I were to buy whole life right now at my grand age of 55, I'd probably have to pay 1200 a month. Now I'm paying right. 300 a month for the term. Big difference. But again, no cash value. It just grows. It's, it's just renting insurance. Now let's jump over to the permanent. Permanent is you're actually buying into the policy. You're actually buying into it. You're, you're putting money in and it's being invested. Now, if it's a regular whole or universal it's put in what they call the general account you can't it, your cash value the money you put in your equity 
never goes down. It's always going to go up at a set rate. And it may change every year, but it's always going to go up. You're guaranteed, I can't say that, but it's guaranteed to go up. That's mm-hmm. why it's not a security. You don't need the securities license to sell those two. Variable you do, which we'll get to. So you pay 1000 a month into the policy. You have a set premium, mm-hmm. and it grows at a set value, and you have a death benefit. So all insurance has a death benefit, right? So if you buy a million-dollar policy, no matter what, no matter when you die, even if you die after a month and you've only paid in $1,000, if you die, your family gets the million dollars, no matter what. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's tax free, which is awesome. But you're dead, so you're not so happy. Now, <laughs> if I go, if I put the money in at a regular whole life and put in, a, say, a thousand a month, every month, like a hundred bucks goes to the rep, 900 goes into the uh, policy. And then, it, and mm-hmm. then it's invested at a rate. And then, and the insurance company takes on the risk because you're guaranteeing a return. It grows, grows, grows. And then after, you know, 20, 30 years, you have some real cash value. What's cool about that is since it's your money, you can actually borrow against it like a home equity loan. Pay an interest rate, but it's not very high, but you pay an interest rate and you can borrow the money. So a lot of people use this as an investment tool. Like if you're 22 years old, you buy the policy, let it grow. And then when you're like 40 or 50, if you need money to buy a house or even just want to retire early, you can withdraw the money and just pay interest, not withdraw. You can borrow it. You can withdraw too, but you pay penalties. Now, you buy whole, you put in 1000 a month for 20 years, and you keep paying, you have equity. Usually what they do is you have to pay until you're 99. Mm. So every month, but right now, 1000 a month may hurt now, but in 15 years, it may not be so bad. Well, because so of inflation, what, right? Exactly. And so also just like hopefully your income goes up, et cetera. Hopefully your income goes up and inflation goes up, and that 1000 doesn't hurt as much as it did now. But remember, you're locked in. So if you do it at 25, when you're 60 years old, you're still paying the rate that you paid when you were a thousand, which is awesome. Right. But eventually, maybe you have enough in there that you don't need to put money anymore. But that's the basic one. Nobody really does whole anymore, but you have to understand it. The other mm-hmm. one is universal. Okay. Universal is kind of interesting. It's the same, it's still a fixed universe, it's a fixed growth, it's not a security, and the growth is set. But what's interesting is the premiums can be different. You mm. can buy different premiums, right? So you can say, listen, um, uh, like my business, I'm busy from like, uh, well, since I started the YouTube channel, I'm busy 12 months. But for the longest time, I was busy from March to like November. And then basically every winter, I'm like, should I give up and find a new thing to do? And then boom, it starts up again in March. So I can afford more stuff in the spring, spring, summer and fall than I can in the winter. Mm-hmm. So I would buy Universal. I could adjust the premiums where I only pay from March to November. And then right. I don't pay in the other months, other like the other plans. But I also can overpay it or underpay it. If I underpay it at the end of the year, they'll adjust my death benefit down a little bit. And if I overpay it, which they allow, my death benefit will go up a little bit. So you can kind of like screw around with the numbers a little bit with universal. So the growth mm. is fixed, but the premiums you can screw around with and pay more or less and adjust on the back end on your, on your, um, Death benefit. Again, you grow cash value. Another thing that's really cool about this is if you grow high enough, if you have enough of a cash value, these things pay off dividends that get reinvested and grow. But if your dividends are high enough that cover what you would owe each year in premiums, you can just turn off the spigot and have those dividends pay your premiums. So like if you have a good return, maybe after 15 years, there's so much money in there that it's paying off more than you owe every year in premiums. You'd say, you know what? Just pay my premiums for me. Now you have insurance that you don't have to pay for anymore. There are risks to it, but it's there. 
Now, the last one is variable. This is a security. You need the, either the Series 6 or the 7 to sell this in addition to the insurance license, okay? And right. state licenses, okay? So variable has a fixed premium. It, it's fixed. You have you pay your 500 a month, 1,000 a month, whatever it is, and the money goes into the cash value. But here's the difference. You have what they call a sub-account or a separate account. A separate account means that you get to choose what investments they use. That they invest, invest in mutual funds. You can't buy like Tesla, but you can buy certain mutual funds or certain risk factors. And that sub with your insurance money. Well, yeah, well, yeah, it's your money, right? But it's not. It's guaranteed. There's no guarantee on this one. That's the difference, right? So you're investing money in the market, and if you started last year, you're kind of hurting now. But on the long haul, you'll be fine. So. Your death benefit never gets screwed with. And so even if you lose money every year, if you die, your family will get the million dollars that you signed up for. But if you put the money in and it grows, it can actually go faster than the other ones. Because if you have a you know, 5, 10, 15 good years and you're invested in the market, you will be beating inflation. So your death, your cash value can actually surpass your death benefit and then your death benefit goes up. So right. let's say you bought a million dollar policy, you're putting money in, and say you have to say it was the 80s to the 2000s, gangbusters returns, right? So what happens is you may actually have 1.5 million in your account, so your death benefit is now 1.5 million. So it's pretty cool that way. But again, you take the risk that if you have a bad market, you're going to earn less. Yeah, I guess my my first couple questions on this because this is this is really interesting for me. The first is like. Why do this as opposed to just taking that money and putting it in the market straight up? Great question. Okay. So here's the thing. Yes, you can get better returns. But this is what I did on my one TikTok video where I talked about it. People said, no, just do invested by term. This is the advice. If you are disciplined, what you do is you buy term life for less. And then what you would have paid in the variable new variable life insurance, you invest in the market, right? That's the goal. But here's mm-hmm. the problem. If you have a life in, variable life insurance, it's for savings. Because if you have a bag, if you have a term and you have an extra five hundred dollars a month you're putting into the into the policy, into the into the market, if you have a bad year, you go, Oh my God, I'm running low on money. Guess the first thing that goes? You're gonna stop investing, you're gonna spend that money. But if it's part of your insurance, you go, you know what? Maybe I'll find another way to get the money to pay my bills and I'll keep investing. So yes, if you're hundred percent disciplined. You can actually probably do better by buying term and then investing in the actual market. Absolutely. But if you're not 100% sure that you will be rock solid, Conan, not change, then I would do this to force yourself to save money. And Mm -hmm. here's the other thing about it. If you put it in now and then say when you're 50, 50, 55 years old, which is still below the IRA retirement age, and you go, you know what? I have enough money. I want to retire. You can actually borrow that money from your cash value tax-free. And you never have to pay it back. You pay it back when you die, right? So if you have a million-dollar policy, you borrow 300 grand to live on until you're 59 and a half. Then you go, fuck it, I'm not paying you back. Screw it, I'm not paying you back. Keep it clean. Um, (laughs) I will, um, you just, when you die, they just reduce that from your death benefit. So there are, I get, I 100% get the, do the term, invest the rest. But again, if you think if you think that you won't be able to be have the rock solid fortitude to do that and not give that up, then yes, it might be you might earn better. But the variable is not horrible. And then they have the other one called the variable universal, mm-hmm. which is a combination where the 
Growth is movable, and then you can adjust the payments, you can overpay, all that. Insurance should be sold as insurance. not And that could be testable. You do not sell insurance as an investment. You mm -hmm. sell it as insurance, and the investment stuff is a bonus. Like, having that other stuff is just fringe benefits. So, yes, if you're doing your investing, do it what you just said. Put less in term and invest in the market. You'll do, you'll, and again, if you buy and hold and leave this stuff in there, you won't be paying taxes on that stuff to the end. And hopefully it'll be at long-term capital gains, a very low rate anyway, 15, maybe 10 or 15%, and it'll grow faster. But again, it's for savings, the variable. Yeah. Then the next question I had for you is, so let's say, hypothetically, you have a million dollar death benefit and you're, then your account goes above a million dollars, right? Your death benefit yeah. increases. Yep. But as a, at a certain point, isn't that actually kind of a bad deal? Because, like, essentially you've made all the money for them that they're going to then pay back to you when you die? Well, that's why you can borrow it or withdraw it. Right. Okay. But no, no, but you're right. Remember, your family's getting that money. Right. So remember, yes, you say, oh, I, like, if I had done that, I could have invested and made even more, right? So you're mm -hmm. doing it that you have peace of mind for the next. Remember, even if you only pay in for two years and you die, their family gets a million bucks or whatever the yeah. death. So, so that's their risk, right? That you're going to die in two years. So that's it's kind of a trade-off. You're putting some so buy, buy life insurance and start smoking cigarettes, basically. Exactly, exactly. Well, you don't want to die, right? I mean, that's your family. No. I'm sorry. I mean, my wife's trying to get me to start smoking. I don't know why, but it's, you know. So <laughs> You so got we'll some time I, left till yeah, 79 I should, and a yeah. half. I know. I got some time. I mean, if I keep gaining weight like I do, I'm not going to make it. They don't have to kill me, but it's all right. <laughs> it's, it's funny. I went to the doc. I go to the doctor every year, right? Starting. And every year I see her for allergies. She goes here. She gives me a pamphlet on how to lose weight. It's like every time. I, she's super nice, but. It's you should just say you're allergic to salad. I know. That's why I, I tell I tell her I'm, I'm emotionally allergic to uh, vegetables. <laughs> so. It is what that's it is. funny. So that's the thing. So really wrap up on this is that term is better for less if you have less income. Right. And mm -hmm. like like you may see a question on suitability. Right. So if they go, oh, a mid, couple in the mid 30s has two children not making a lot of money. Term might be the thing because then they're at least the kids are guaranteed there's money if they die. Mm -hmm. But if they're single, not single, but if they have if they're well off and they have a lot of money, then maybe the whole life is the better choice. Mm -hmm. And if they're willing to take risk, they do the variable. If they're not, they do the the universal or the whole life. Usually universal is better in every way than the whole because whole you're stuck with a set payment. Universal, you can mess with the payments. And oh, the yeah. big thing is you can overfund because you can actually build up. And there's the issue the IRS caught on to that. But if you say under a certain level, you can overfund and actually build up your estate. So when you die, your kids get paid. Right. Very cool. Okay. Thanks so much, Ken. No worries. This has been Achievable's FINRA podcast, hosted by Tyler from Achievable with Ken Finnan. Achievable has courses for the FINRA SIE, the Series 6, 7, 63, 65, and 66. You can try each one of our courses for free at achievable.me. And if you like it, use the code podcast to get 10% off.